Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. WrestleMania! WrestleMania is running last. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast from New York City. I am Peter Rosenberg. That's right. Give me some. The great Peter. Hold on. Thank you. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Raucous applause. What? Just like Dip likes. And also joining us. From the mean streets of Philadelphia, wearing a tie today. So he's actually doing some work. He's not just (laughs) eating delicious chicken and watching bad TV. The physically strong, stat guy, Greg. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What an ovation. Thank you. Oh, my God. People are far too kind. I love you back. I love you back. Thank you. Um. All right. Well, welcome all, aboard. All God's creatures have love for Greg. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's exactly what, that's exactly <laughs> what you're hearing. Um. So welcome aboard. And I think I'm going to start the show with a big announcement, SGG. Uh oh, we going there. Yeah, I think I'm going here. I'm going here right now. Big right, announcement. Well. Now it's 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 sort of a halfway announcement because we don't have the the full story has not been written, but. It is with mixed feelings, some some sadness, and some, I think, more excitement. Mm-hmm. The exact word I was going to use, too. And, and positivity that I announced to everyone that Cheap Heat is leaving ESPN. Oh, wait. <laughs> Probably the most accurate one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's actually more of this. Ah. See? Because where are we going? We could end up somewhere scary. <laughs> or we could end up someplace beautiful. But um, it's sort of a long time coming, and there's a lot of minutia to it. Um, Let me be clear about this. A couple of things to be clear about. Number one, uh, I am staying with ESPN. Um, This is in no way uh, related to my professional life at ESPN. Um, As Cheap Heat has never been 
really, for better or for worse. I mean, just to give you a little bit of inside to it, it's this has never been a financial uh, benefit at ESPN, and it has always been somewhat of a struggle at ESPN. Um, I am great, very grateful that when Grantland disappeared, ESPN kept the podcast. Um, they there are certain people who have been incredibly supportive, and you know, most notably, probably in addition to the many people who have helped us with the podcast on a production end. Beyond that, there's the great uh, Andrew Feldman, who has always been incredibly supportive of the podcast and always wanted to get us to do more. Um, and others who worked really hard um, to support us on this podcast. Um, that said, wrestling and ESPN is a mixed bag and always has been. And so while, you know, you may have heard us plugging other podcasts, you did not hear other podcasts plugging us. Um, we were not getting the, the push, if you will. Now, listen, I, I, I am not a wrestler who leaves a company and says they never wanted to give us a push anyway. You know, you got to grab the brass ring, you know, but even in the times when the podcast was at the most on fire and when the numbers uh, were the highest they've ever been, there was never a rub. Um, it was always sort of the stepchild of the ESPN podcast family. So I, I don't say that with bitterness, though I say it with some frustration um, because sports is entertainment. So the idea that wrestling, you know, isn't worthy of being promoted uh, to me is to me is a missed opportunity. It is a missed opportunity. Um that all being said, it means that in some short order, we'll be, we will be on ESPN for the next little while. There will be a new home for Cheap Heat, and I am excited about that for a variety of reasons. Most notably, new artwork with the beautiful, physically large stat guy Greg on it, finally. Woo, finally. With his... With his Philly beard adjacent that he's got going on over there, looking like a, a bootleg freeway. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, so what is a bootleg? Is, am I looking like a throughway? Am I looking like a yeah? <laughs> you're like you're like highway. You know, um, your roadway. Yeah. But uh, so there. So we are excited. Um, we are hearing people's um, pitches and thoughts on where to bring cheap heat. And I'm open to thoughts and suggestions from the listeners. Hey, maybe we have that listener out there right now who's at some place who's like, oh, really? This this would be a good fit. I, so really, SGG, I think the goal is for us to just hear the places that are uh, a potential home and decide on one that makes sense and, and a place that would value cheap heat and ultimately decide if that's the move or if the move is to just go indie and do what we want to do on our own and handle the advertising and all of that on our own. And so it's just sort of deciding what makes sense. But what didn't make sense anymore was to sort of push the podcast to be someplace that ultimately, while it's a great home, because obviously I have deep reverence and love for the worldwide leader, 
if you're not going to really be fully accepted, simply just wanting to stand next to the four letters is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm already I'm already embedded with the four letters. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like I am still of ESPN wherever I decide to take this podcast. So if if I, if all I'm doing it for is the association of ESPN, great news. I still have that. So why have it living in a place where it's not going to get pushed at all? And we didn't do it for the association with ESPN too, which is the other thing like that. That wasn't why we were here. No, this was originally a Grantland podcast. Remember that. And, uh, and, and Bill Simmons had, had Shoemaker doing this podcast and Shoemaker and I teamed up and did the podcast together. Shoemaker left with Bill Simmons and now does the mass man show. Of course, I'll also reveal that there was a real, real attempt to reunite the band. A real, real attempt. And I, SGG, we were damn close. I know. I know. And I, I, I got to tell you guys, I am not Ryback. And I am not in the business of burying things after they don't work out. Um, it was disappointing. It really seemed like it made all the sense in the world, and I am not exactly sure how this fell through the cracks. Uh, love Shoemaker, love Kaz, who he's, he's uh, has his co-host now, and uh, always rooting for the Mass Man Show. But listen, listen, I, the Mass Man Show is great, and Cheap Heat is great. It all coming together to be one show is greater. Yeah, we all know that. That's that's that that's what and so I want everyone to know if you've ever been a cheap heat fan that myself and and uh, SGG and Dipperstein everyone really worked to make that happen uh, and by the way Shoemaker too I'm not suggesting Shoemaker didn't want it to happen as well because um, he did um, but ultimately it was not to be so I, I was believe me all I wanted in the world was the surprise. You guys know, everyone listening to this show right now, they know how I feel about a surprise. And on (laughs) top of that, you know how I feel about a storyline taking time. And we've been apart for what? At least three years, right? Yeah. So this, that's my kind of story. That's got my kind of build right there. You know, for the big reunion out of nowhere. I mean, it would have been, it really, in, in my opinion, us getting back together with Shoemaker would have taken over it would have been instantly the number the true number one wrestling podcast in the world like that and you know it's unfortunate that there are people who did not in my opinion do what needed to be done to make that happen but i just want everyone to know that the effort was made and we were close like you said like it was. It was. I, I, it, it was, was imminent. It was imminent. I, it was imminent. <laughs> I, I we when I say it was what? imminent, I mean it was like I got calls like, "Hey, it's now we just got to work out the details." Here we go, and yeah. I was like, oh, "I was, I was really most excited a to have a reason to talk to Shoemaker all the time again because when you're not doing the podcast with him, you, I we talk every blue moon, but when I when I'm when he's forced to talk to us for sixty to ninety <laughs> minutes a week. You end up, and then obviously one day we'll be back in person again, and and at least sometimes, and so that would have been great. Because honestly, I just miss Shoemaker as a friend. So that that's what was probably the most exciting piece, and it was not to be. So we love you guys. 
We, the people who have stuck with us through every iteration, we so dearly appreciate you. Um, and we'd love to hear your suggestions, thoughts, and this next era. I mean, there's only been like five eras. This yeah. next era is is really going to be special um, and uh, slightly different in in the sense that not having the association will allow the language to be a little bit different. We'll really be able to open it up a little bit. I mean, I have to edit Dipperstein every single week. He's right, a, he's a, right, he's yeah. a filthy sailor. So it, that I'm looking forward to many things. Now, uh, SGG, now that we've done a 12-minute setup of our podcast, business about the podcast. It needs podcast. to be said. It but needs it to be said, to be. though. It had to. I, I think everyone, I'm guessing you were all listening with bated breath to that. I think that was important. Um, but RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. You can always send an email. Um, or you can tweet us, of course, at StackGuyGreg, at Rosenberg Radio. Um, and let's, uh, let, I'm very excited to see where the Cheap Heat universe lands. So that is a, an ongoing situation. Now, SGG, what's happening outside the ring in the world of professional wrestling? It was a slow week outside the ring, believe it or not. It yeah. really was. The, the, the major thing, the main thing that I saw dominating the news was, was COVID, believe it or not. Um, Drew McIntyre revealed well, not Drew McIntyre, but WWE revealed that Drew McIntyre tested positive for COVID recently. Um, it is why he was not at Raw and may not be at Raw next week. Hopefully he can, you know, recover prior to the Royal Rumble. But they had to pivot on Monday because of a positive COVID test from the WWE champion. And then inexplicably, also this week, it was revealed that Nick Jackson suffered from COVID Um in the fall of last year mm. and that Chris Jericho also suffered from COVID um, in September. I don't know why that came out now, but COVID in wrestling was like the big thing in the news this week. Well, I got to tell you, I'm actually kind of, I'm kind of happy. That's that that's not, not that drew has uh, COVID of course, but that that was all there was this week. Cause sometimes when there's a lot of news, it's not news. When it rains, you, it pours. Yeah. It's not news that we're particularly, excited to share uh, here's here's a little something i'm gonna pop this up i think this will work i interviewed andrew yang today on hot 97 and i had this little bit of conversation with him let's see if this works here I need to ask you this what you whenever you whenever we talk we we talk wrestling off the air but i gotta ask you on the air who do you believe to be the all-time best when it comes to the ability to do it all you know the in-ring mike Bad guy, good guy. Who do you think was the best total package as a professional wrestler of all time? Uh, I think uh, of The Rock. Um, and, and I think of The Rock in part because he was so charismatic and compelling. He was a good face or heel. Um, and the great thing about him is he could lose and just not lose any of his shine. You know what I mean? Like he'd lose a match and just come back the next day and everyone like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I watched. I, I saw him get uh, in like 2001 before a match with Austin. Austin distracted him. He got rolled up and lost to Gregory Helms, I think. Didn't doesn't matter at all. Because uh, there are a lot of the other guys who are big names who kind of needed an aura of, of invincibility. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, Undertaker undefeated at WrestleMania or Goldberg, you know, in his um, like crazy streak. Um, and The Rock didn't need that stuff. The Rock was so good 
that he could lose to Gregory Helms and be just, like, just as big a star the next week. You think you think The Rock could? So, And then I ask him about Rock running for president, but I thought it was a pretty solid answer, actually. A, a solid argument for The Rock, who doesn't often get tossed into the... By, by, by real wrestling fans, I don't think The Rock is often in the conversation for true GOAT. But I think that's a, that's a compelling argument. It is. When, and what the, the question really leads you to The Rock, because when you say... They could do it all, right? Good guy and bad guy on the mic, in the ring. It really does knock a lot of people out. Oh, yeah. As as much as we love Flair, Flair, good guy Flair is like, I don't even really think of him as a baby face ever. Well, only- He was just a heel that we loved. He was a heel that He was that a heel loved. that you loved, but he, he wasn't a- But at the same time, SGG- the he wasn't late, running to rescue anybody. He was he was always jumping people. No, <laughs> but the late but the late, dub, but the late WCW Flair was a babyface when he was fighting against the company, and and then his run, his whole last run in WWE from the second he came back, he was a babyface. Yeah, but do people think about that? And even like the 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 kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, dirtiest play in the game no, was that's still you. there. The element of it was still there. That's that's it's that's that's fair. Listen, he was never a rock baby face. Right. And the rock was now the rock did get the one argument I would have about the rock in, in that same vein is that the rock was also cheered as a heel quite a bit. Like Flair was more of a hated heel than Rocky mm-hmm. ever was. Yeah, but 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 Rocky's more of a pure baby face than Flair ever was. Exactly. And Flair as a and Rocky as a heel was way more dastardly than Flair as a babyface was good. You know what I mean? Flair yes. as a babyface wasn't heroic. He wasn't safe. No, but he was the, he Rocky wasn't. was the corporate champion. Yeah, Rocky Rocky threw Austin and his title into a river. Like before Randy set Bray on fire, Rocky committed attempted murder on <laughs> Monday Night Raw. So like Rocky 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 bashed McFoley's skull in. With his hand cuff, with his hands cuffed behind his uh, back. He, like, that's it's, it's a, that that was a brutal Rocky right yeah, there. Yeah, right. And that, while wearing while we wearing even, running pants, <laughs> right. And this is before we even get to like Hollywood Rock, who was just like, "I'm gonna be out of here at any moment, better than you people." Like he'll. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's 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 also true. Um, all right. Well, speaking of someone who is Rocky adjacent. Um, there he is, Brian Dipperstein. Who? We 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 just played a clip. I interviewed Andrew Yang this morning, and we just played the audience a clip. Um, of Andrew Yang saying that he believes. I asked him who the best wrestler ever was when it comes to being a, a babyface, a heel, uh, on the mic, on the mic and in the, the ring. ring. And his answer was The Rock. And we, we were just discussing how it's actually not often said, but it's a compelling argument. I'm totally marking out for you talking to the next mayor of New York City <laughs> about wrestling. Yeah. And he used the word. I, I he used the word. I, I, he used the words heel and babyface, not me. I love Andrew Yang. You're a big okay. gang guy? You're gang gang? Yes. A thousand percent. Okay. Now, but do you even care about his politics? I can't wait till you truly befriend him so I can show him my new LJN collection. (laughs) Oh, we got it. By the way, before we go any further, do you want to show us what you have? Is it near you or no? Oh, no. It it was shipped. 
It is coming, and it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> oh, those pictures you sent us you don't have yet in hand. I do not have them in hand, uh-huh. no. Well, I'll just give one hint. Dipperstein has a lot of Joe Bears who are moving in with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, LJN Joe Bears galore. Um, all right, so SUG, we, we talked Andrew Yang, and we talked outside the ring. I don't think we missed anything else outside the ring. So nope. I want to try, even though Dipperstein is here, to be somewhat positive about the product this week, not just WWE, <laughs> AEW as well. I know it's not easy. So I'm going to start out. I'm going to start out with something that I thought was very good. I, I'm assuming SGG will, because I mean he's SGG, and I and Dipperstein already told me that he wasn't into it. And I have to say, I got a text from Andrew Goldstein, aka the spoiler, saying, <laughs> um that he liked the Adam Pierce thing. And my gut reaction was I always had a problem with the Adam Pierce thing, much as I like Adam Pierce, because I never thought they explained why he came to be. And they never explained who this guy is, that he's a decorated wrestler and wrestling champion and a former NWA champion, et cetera. He just kind of popped up and he works there. But I have to say, I really enjoyed the segment on Friday between Roman Reigns and Adam Pierce. And the idea that they really put out there of us getting Roman Reigns versus Adam Pierce, because I'm going to say this right now. Dipperstein may say it wasn't good and give the reasons. Dipperstein always says, try something, at least just try something. And I think Adam Pierce, who's like a legitimate, was like a legitimate ROH indie NWA champion, NWA champion. And he's still in great shape. And he's not old. It's something different. It's something different. I, 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 it is a, it is something. It is, it is something. And having this guy who's been wearing a suit for the last few months, even though I wish they'd built the character a little better, we do at least now know who he is. We're used to him as an authority figure, and I like the idea of this authority figure now wrestling with Roman Reigns. I think it's interesting. I'm not saying that it hit different, and I'm not saying that I would pay any raccoons to go see it in person. <laughs> <laughs> But I will tell you that Adam Pierce definitely ran it up yeah, on Friday. Dip has a new term he's into. It's run it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the vibes. <laughs> SGG, I, um, I assumed SGG that you're in lockstep with me and you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I am in lockstep with you because, oh, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm just enjoying this Roman Reigns descent into, like, being a big bully. I know Adam's, Adam Pierce is not a serious contender, but I like that he's not meant to be a serious contender, that he's fully in that position because Roman felt slighted, and now he too must suffer consequences. I, I agree, and I also think in, in in terms of Dipperstein not not remembering the things that he says and not giving any credit ever, we wanted Roman to go full-blown heel. He is now full-blown heel. Yes, he still uses the logic that he's doing the right thing, but that's what all heels do. He is now a full-blown bullying bad guy who scares everyone, including the people with him. You can tell Jay Uso and, and, and Paul Heyman are scared of him. And his whole tone that he has, I feel, he's, I feel the tone has evolved. This past Friday, he said things in a way. This, there's this snark to when he's like, I love these guys. I love <laughs> yeah. the guys in the locker room. That's what it is to take care of a family. 
I love mm-hmm. it's becoming a thing. I actually and I, I think Dipperstein is so focused on the damn um He's so focused on the damn noise that I don't think he appreciates that the Roman character is really developing into a memorable bad guy. Yes, Dip, go ahead. Speaking of feeling bullied, I'm feeling bullied right now. <laughs> you have the floor. We love you, Dip. You have the floor. We love you. What, what say you? Here's the thing. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree. I, I I don't I don't really have an argument about why I, I I didn't I didn't hate the Adam Pierce thing, but it depends really what mood I'm in and what I'm what like how like what I'm watching and how my week is going. But I will say <laughs> that, that I, I that's both fair and unfair. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay. But I will tell you that the noise is so overbearing to me that that. It, it it drives me crazy to a point of psychosis. My like like I, I feel like an alien in it, like one of the aliens in Mars Attack. When I hear when I when I hear the background noise, it's fake. It's not real. They're 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 chanting. All right, relax, so Trump. Tr- what I said, relax, Trump. It's fake. It's not real. That is true it's, in this case, though. It's it's I can't I can't stand the fake noise. Okay, I and, and, and I don't love. And it, I'll be fa- I'll be fair. I don't love it, and I think SGG, you don't love it, yeah, do you? I don't it's think anybody drowned, loves it. No, I don't love drowned. it. It drowns out voices. If, if I don't mind it being there, you don't have to get rid of it completely. They need to lower it a volume so that people can. I mean, there was a certain point when Roman was talking last week where the crowd noise was so bizarrely loud and low and loud and low. And you could tell someone was controlling the volume that it just drowned out what he said. And the also that his, his care, if he was in a building full of people, they wouldn't be making that much noise. Then that's my point. That's not necessarily that's my true. Point. Not the whole time. SGG, they might have a moment where they boo a thing or chant what, but for the most part, if that character was cutting a promo mid ring, you're not going to mm-hmm. hear a steady, sound SGG. the entire well, time here's the, here's the thing though the, the well, let, me, let, me, let me say something that changes it though right because like if the crowd was there he could probably say something to get the crowd riled up like that time yes. said yes sucks and they booed him for like five minutes to the point where they couldn't get a word in but that okay that, that that was great and made for great tv because he was able to react to the octave and the volumes of the crowd here you have a consistent nonsensical loud sound it seems like people here's the sound people the crowd's not paying attention they're talking amongst themselves there's, that's it, what the crowd sounds is if yeah. they i don't mind crowd sounds of course i miss the crowd i wish there were crowd sounds that were real but when you have just a consistent nonsensical sound it sounds like people are going to get a hot dog if if the crowd were able to react to Roman, it can be as loud as it wants. But well, I think the, that's the problem too, is that they try to mimic the crowds reacting to things. So like he'll say something and they'll be yeah, and well, stuck. it's what they want it, it to sounds be. Fake yeah, and pathetic. Yeah. The, the 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 fake chants are crazy too. There's a fake crowd chant for Triple H. But he what? does still. He's he still got it though. That is true. He does still. I love I love seeing him. I love seeing him. They, they did real. To see him. They did a You Still Got It for Triple H? I didn't <laughs> notice did. it. 
No, they didn't do You Still Got It. They did, they did. it. Did they do You Still Got It? They I did. Think I fell asleep that. <laughs> they did a Triple H chant, though. Triple H. Well, there's there's yes. There's always a Daniel. Daniel Bryan always has fans there, no matter what. I mean, it's just insulting to the audience's intelligence. Also, you, you know, so here's a question I would love to have answered by someone. The 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 Thunderdome is now in, in the trop. Tropicana Field. I see. Uh-huh. I see. Uh-huh. I've been there. Okay. You walk into the stadium and you're like, oh my God, we're in a baseball stadium. This place is gigantic. The ceiling is so high. The, the, it's it's a dome, it's a bubble. It's like the whole thing feels gigantic. And then you walk through a black curtain and you walk into what feels like the Amway Center. They made a miniature Amway Center in the trop. Yeah. Why not get creative and bring in a few hundred fans and sprinkle them in the baseball stadium the way they do it at, at AEW? And then you could still have some tiny bits of crowd noise you pump in, but you can at least see and feel a little bit of energy. Would anyone would anyone at this point freak out, even though COVID is the worst it's ever been, it's absolutely out of control and it's a nightmare. At this point, would anybody freak out about having distanced, masked people in a baseball stadium? AEW's doing it. AEW's doing it, and no one's saying a word. I don't know. I, I think there's probably a reason. You don't think that's on the table? I mean, I'm, of course they've thought uh, that. You're, you're right. There, there's obviously some logic they're using that's telling them, no, we're not yeah. going to do that. But I yeah. still don't think they maximize what they could by being in a baseball stadium. By, by keeping yeah. it, they want the look to always be so uniform. And I don't know why that is. Like, why does every event have to feel the same? Why does the Royal Rumble have to feel like SmackDown, which feels well, like hopefully Raw? It, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully they, they do take advantage of the fact that they have uh, so much more space to play with and give the Royal Rumble uh, a different look and feel than the rest of the Thunderdome. I hope um, so. I really hope so. Because it, it doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. Even if they don't bring in fans. Just expand the the field that they're playing with a little bit more. Make it make it more spacious. Like make it feel. Give it the grandeur that deser- the Royal Rumble deserves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think you're getting anything different, boys, for the Royal Rumble, my favorite event of the year. Yeah, this me neither. It's going to be the same thing. But regardless, I'm still excited for it, and um, I I hope and pray to God that they do something unexpected for the winner. I I I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan. I hope it's not. I like Daniel Bryan. He's not, he's, I don't want to say he's one of my guys, but I'm a fan of Daniel Bryan's I, and I, I don't have a problem with him winning. I just, I, I'd like it to be someone different. Who I'd like it to hit different. Who, who would excite you guys? I'm excited by Daniel Bryan. I think that, but he, you, you know, know, him and Rome. I am. You okay? I am. I think Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, because there's a history there, because there's so much they can do. And because those two guys can shoulder, the WrestleMania main event, like they've been in WrestleMania main events, they've they've been memorable. Those guys are gonna, can deliver on the on the big stage. So, I don't know, man. I think they'll probably my my get they're they, they're debuting Damian Priest, which of course I think is a terrible idea. That's de- that's um, definitive. Yeah. So I you know I I feel like they'll probably debut Damian Priest in the Rumble now at this point to to do something with him. But so why I, Damian? Why why Damian Priest? Why I, is, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I, please be honest. 
Marks love him. Okay. But I just don't. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate Damian Priest, but if they're looking to make a big move with NXT, Damian Priest is not the guy. This is what they think wrestling needs, right? Like Raw or SmackDown needs is Damian Priest. What if they're going to make a big move NXT wise, they need to debut Velveteen Dream. Say what say whatever you want. Okay. I know I know everyone's like it's too late, it's too late. But at, at this point, he's gonna go up eventually, hopefully. So and everyone, I mean, we all love we all love Velveteen Dream. Okay. Facts. I'm a huge fan. Confirmed. Always have been. I mean, facto. Confirmed. Factoid. No. You can put racks on you can put raccoons on that. <laughs> I would pay raccoons to go see Velveteen. Uh, Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Also, yeah. by the way, you but, know, and I'm sure we'll get some um people who come in you guys want to be velveteen dream he's a pervert well listen the story stories came out we never heard i never got a conclusion that anything actually ever happened so i i can't be we can't be held accountable we have to operate in a world where we're judging him as the wrestler does and did i miss something guys do we know the story confirmed that velveteen dream shouldn't get an opportunity anybody no so if if they're gonna make if if they're gonna make a big move with nxt and he's the the guy i agree no, no, no. Well, that that or the uh, the point you think I, I think you know I'm going to make. What they should be doing right now to combat the big monstrosity and unbeatable monster heel that Roman Reigns has become. And I'm not taking anything away from that. I am enjoying it. I like Roman more than I've ever liked him before. Okay. He looks great. I don't mind the wrestling. He that smells he's great, by the way. He smells great. I mean, there's no questions asked. The he co- looks great and smells great. I mean, and he's a great <laughs> He's a great guy. And the, the, the cologne but, but, of the scent. But if there is one thing that can defeat, I mean, he's been through everybody, okay, at this point, and is, or could be, if there is one thing that can defeat the big monster heel that is Roman Reigns. The big dog, him. They need to have him attacked in the ring, outside the ring. Go ahead. Big mystery. Do something cool with him getting be- getting a beat down, make it a mystery for a few weeks, and all of a sudden, the big reveal. Here we go. Who is here, who is here to take down the head of the table? The Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, they all rip off whatever mask or ski mask or whatever, whatever it is, and Undisputed Era finally makes their big debut on Raw or SmackDown, and they're the only force or faction in the WWE that can take down the head of the table, the big dog. Mm, I that gotta be honest. I, I don't. I don't love it. You're not into it, SUG. I, I can't. I don't. I. I don't think there is a single listener that would disagree with me. I don't love it. And, well, and you're, 0 for one. you're 0 for oh, 1 on oh, you'd, you'd rather see Daniel Bryan just have a mediocre match with him at some point. Here's, here's the two problems with you okay. with what you're saying for me. One, as much as I love Undisputed Era, I don't believe that even four on one, that those guys are the guys that will take down Roman Reigns. I'm not because talking at the in end, right now. I'm talking on, like but, but, but the, viewership up. But at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, right, Roman Reigns is still the WWE champion. So that means that they would have to send their one very best person to take out Roman Reigns. And even that, that person cannot get it done, number one. Number two, them attacking Roman Reigns and setting up a who attacked Roman Reigns is too babyface for where he is right now. He is like a monster heel. You don't want to set him up with a baby that, that, face that, that, story. Make it really extreme. You know, drop a piano on his head. Doesn't yeah, have to they be did that already. 
But by you know the way, but, but but to Greg's point though, if you do that to Roman, aren't you risking messing up the the heel? I'm just saying. What? Look, I'm not. I don't. I haven't written the, the angle in my head. I'm saying. Well, uh, well you they, probably should. <laughs> please, okay. It's a great idea. All right. No one needs to see Roman against some other another wrestler for the fiftieth time. Okay. Sorry. No, but we. But 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 before we even get to like Roman as the super big bad that's lording over the whole company, he actually needs to be the super big bad that lords over the whole company. Whatever. Okay. So at let some him point. at some let him point. run through people. Great. Let him. I'm I, just saying. At some point, that would be a great way. People would watch and tune in to see that. The best thing. The, well, first of all, I don't know if that's true. Dipperson. And I love. Ad, I love Adam Cole. Y'all know how much I love Adam Cole. I don't see. I know. Era and Adam Cole as the the Roman killers at this point. Also, I don't know, Dip, that it gets people to watch. I disagree. I mean, you, th- you think the you think who they need to appeal to is NXT fans? I mean, I guess they've lost some of them think, too. I don't think I mean. there's a difference. You know how I feel about that. I don't think there's a difference between NXT fans and WWE fans. Well, that's it clearly is because there's two. Hold there's on. about three million more. On Hold on, Fridays. Hold on. Everybody loves a faction. Everybody loves a badass, controversial faction. DX. Nation of Domination. Everyone loves a, a good controversial faction. What the teenagers will think is cool is Undisputed Era, and then as a result, the kids will think it's cool too. Okay? So Undisputed Era could immediately get over as the rebel, cool, new dudes, okay, who are babyface, but that, that's how they'll get over. I mean, DX was babyface the Jays at the time. And so that is my argument there. So here's the pro- here's what I see as a problem with what you're saying. I agree with you. My no, hold, hold on, let me let me say one more thing. Oh, Jesus. What would you rather see <laughs> the undisputed era? You'd rather see them all come one by one. Oh, do, 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 do. Let's beat jobbers every week and become no names ourselves, and then eventually no, get spit no. out. No, no. Everyone, I think everyone would agree with you that those are them, not the only two options. Yeah, so. everyone, everyone would agree that you need a splash from them whenever they come. Yeah. And I think most people would agree, unless you're crazy that it's already long overdue. It's already solidly overdue. I'm sorry. NXT is not supposed to be Raw or SmackDown where you run there for four years. It's it's time. It's been time. Gargano and Ciampa, it's absurd what's going on. So that has become a thing where I guess what happens is, you know, maybe Triple H is just protective because he doesn't want to feed his guys to Raw or SmackDown to get chewed up and spit out. And I understand that. You do not yeah. want to waste these guys they deserve, and girls they deserve better than that. But at the same time, it's overdue for for Undisputed Era. I don't think that this is necessarily the way to do it. I don't think it works with Roman as a heel that he gets attacked by these guys. That's That should be reserved for a baby face. I don't think it makes sense for him. But I also... Well, if, you're, if you're debuting them heel, then it makes sense. But if... How would they if be babyface? Baby. Yeah, you yeah. can't have a mob come beat up the bad guy. That's not how it works. I don't know. This is booking. And the, and also, I know that's not how it works, but how it works is not working anymore. And also, the hurt business is right there. Like if if Roman Reigns becomes that much of a problem on SmackDown, Adam Pearce has already done business with the hurt business in Retribution. Call him in to come at Roman Reigns and then set right. something up that way. Love that too. That would be great. I would love to see that. So. What I was going to say was the the method that I've learned is tried and true. Keep it simple, man. Like Roman's working right now because it's simple. The ideas you're suggesting, whether we agree or disagree, they're simple. They're tried and true wrestling things. We may disagree with the specifics of what you're saying, but, but too much of what is not working is overthinking things and just doing too much. 
AEW, I, there are things I love to nitpick, as you know. Jericho on commentary, I think, is a disaster. The segment this week between Matt Hardy and Private Party was, I mean, repug. So poorly written and rushed completely. They just start. They just met. Why are they? Why are they fighting in their like second interview together rather than like planting a seed of saying, "Wait, how much is our contract for again?" Damn, that is a high number. Anyways, no, they right away are like that number's too high, and he's like, "I'm here to take." Silly, but flip side of that coin, the 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 Jericho. Uh, the story of the of Jericho and MJF and what they're doing is so simple to the point that when their music hits, and why am I having a brain fart not remembering their name? I have a long day, the guys. Inner circle? The inner Sorry, circle? inner circle. When the inner circle's music, I've had back-to-backs all day. When the inner circle's music hits and you know you're getting a promo, and their promo this week was simply are New Year's resolutions. I'm in. You have me for 15 minutes locked in attention, and all MJF is going to do is he jumps in and over-talks and acts like he's friends with everyone. My only New Year's resolution is to get closer with my brothers in the inner circle and build these relationships more. And then Jericho says what I was hoping they'd do at the beginning, but they made it even better by waiting. Jericho says me and MJF are going to win the tag titles this year. So now they're just going to start building the Jericho MJF friendship for real. Meanwhile, Santana and Ortiz are like, wait, you guys are going to win the tag titles. What about us? Love it's that. so simple. And listen, yeah, great. there, there, there great. are other stories in AEW where they lose me and I find them to be just, there's too much going on. But the basic nature of the inner circle so far is why AEW has excited people, and it's why people think Chris Jericho is doing the best work of his career. While he is doing great work, him and MJF and every one of those guys in that faction, by the way, they know exactly what their role is. They're allowed to get up there and play that part, and they keep it simple, and that is why it works. SG, I don't know if you've watched The Inner Circle recently, but it is consistently entertaining, Um, much like the reason I enjoy the Roman Reigns story. He, Roman Reigns' character is simple. He is, he, there, there's a basic thing he's trying to accomplish, and if you get in his way, you get crushed. And those are my two favorite stories in professional wrestling right now. I so, cannot believe you said that Inner Circle is one of your favorite stories in professional wrestling. It's a great story. How could it not really be? How could it not be? It's I, I really entertaining. I'm so, I'm so out on Jericho, man. He doesn't look the part anymore. Oh, I, really, okay. I, don't, I don't like it. By the way, he looked great with the shirt on and the muscles in his arms. What week. I would do yeah, with Jericho, in, though. Especially in a promo, he looks fine. What I would do with Jericho and the inner circle is like just have him get injured, go off TV for a little while, have them do like a little civil war while he's gone. MJF, Wardlow, have Jack Swagger jump ship to be with them, and then when Jericho comes back, he decides who he's gonna who he's gonna ultimately. In all be fairness, with though, in all fairness, though, you barely watch, so they're not really concerned. That doesn't with, even make sense. Yeah, you, that's true. They don't. They don't care what I would. No, do, but. you don't even watch week to week. So you being like, I don't want Jericho on TV. You're over Jericho. I get it, but I'm telling you, he was he was actually understated in the promo this week too. If you did watch, you'd see he sits back. That that's really becomes um, an MJF vehicle. I mean, he's really. He's really not the main. It's Sammy and MJF who are really fighting, and Jericho's like, "Whoa, guys, whoa!" He's he doesn't take. I told you, SUG, I'm with you on some of it, and I despise his commentary. 
When he's in the <laughs> ring with those guys, those other guys are shining too. You cannot deny everyone in the inner circle right now is a bigger name than they were before the inner circle. Obviously. But no, not obviously. It's not that obvious. Because SGG, <laughs> SGG's argument has often been that Jericho sort of overused and overshines and is taking away. I'm presenting the opposite. I believe everyone in the inner circle is bigger because of being no, in the inner I, circle. I, I didn't say that he's taking away. I'm just He's taking away from himself. I don't think that he's taking away from the, the guys that he's in the ring with. But just like the, the, Jer- the greatness of Jericho, I believe, to be overstated. I don't think that that's taken away from Santana, Ortiz, Guevara. MJF or any of those guys. Um, maybe Jack Swagger's greatness is a little bit overstated too, but that's what you want out of a faction. You want the guys who are on the lower rung to get bumped up to feel like a bigger deal than they are. So I can't can't knock them for that. I, I just want to see more stories on both shows that are done with that sort of basic nature. Um, and I got to tell you, Don Callis is pretty good. And Kenny Omega actually finally feels somewhat meaningful. I agree. I think I... <laughs> SGG, I implore you to watch this show. I mean, it's it's really good, dude. It it, it really is. Like it hits different. <laughs> I, I listen. I don't understand SGG. Like I, I listen. I will. I, your your level of brand loyalty. I can't fully understand. It's not even. It's not even that. Like when I tune in and watch, and like I like something. You don't like the presentation of the. You just don't like the. the no, there, there are like things that like there are things that I like when I tune in. I I don't like the overall presentation. I do like that they they up they change the design on that TNT Championship. I think Darby Allen with champion. the black strap on the championship. I, know, I he, think Darby. He, I think I, Darby I, I Allen don't. looks. I, I, Darby I, Allen looks great with that belt. It looks much better than the red. I, it does. Dip, it does. Try, dip. I got to actually say, SUG, Dip legitimately tried to be reasonable and and have a conversation. And you're talking about the color of a belt. <laughs> the first yeah. thing you went to was I'm the talking, color yeah. of a belt. Yeah, there are things you that love, there are things that lose me. SGG. There are things that. Can I just say something? Me. You love great in ring wrestling. At this point in my life, I don't care. I love a great story, <laughs> and that's why I tune in. Okay, I've seen every version of every wrestling match I've ever. I've been watching wrestling for thirty-three years. You okay? love wrestling. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Big fan. I've spent raccoons upon raccoons upon mm. raccoons in every aspect of my life on wrestling. <laughs> okay, I'm raccoonless. On my <laughs> this is true, especially after this week. <laughs> but, but, like, watch that eight-man tag from last week with all with the tag teams. Did J- like Jack Evans and Angelico and like the wrestling is the young bucks. The wrestling is insane. There are, there are moves that Jack Evans did that you would, wouldn't see anywhere else. If you begged to see them, it, it's so, like the, the in ring presentation of the wrestling matches. It must be incredible. that it must be then that when I'm watching and like, I'm actually giving them my time. That they just have off nights because okay. when I when I watch pay per views like it does I don't see what everybody else is saying they see there are certain things that they do that I do like but it's not like the things that are gonna draw me in to be to be there like week to week faithfully. If, if listen, if you are not happy with the presentation of the show itself and the aesthetics of it and the that that is your personal opinion, but it is undeniable. Oh, well, Dipperstina, that- Dipperstina, I have breaking news here. Oh God! Is this is bad? this is bigger. This is bigger and more important than what's happening. Mail. A guy named Josh <clears throat> Mahoney sent us a message. 
Put me in touch with the Magent. I have a bag full of LJNs. I don't know what he needs. I would 100% not put him through the ringer. Some of them are in better conditions than others, but maybe he'd or you still be interested. That, that English fell apart there, but you get the idea. Here's what he sent a picture of. Are you ready? Yeah. Look at SGG, look at Dip's face. <laughs> he has Albano. I have it. Andre. Which one? Mm. Blue okay. blue trunks. Need it. So that's like the early Andre. Yeah, mm. it's the early. I need it. Keep going. Nikolai. Need it. His shirt's a little damaged, but how damaged? Dip, you don't care. There's well, a- I don't I don't need a it's something that's been chewed by a dog. It, not chewed by a dog, but you can see some skin coming through the red shirt. Don't what you want it in that like skin? Are we with? talking like an upper body skin or a All right, stomach? let me keep going. JYD. <laughs> Have it. Hogan. Which one? Uh, the, the the original first, the first one. Iron Sheik Iron Sheik. Have it. Heenan. Have it. Jimmy Hart. Uh just bought it. Savage. Just bought it. Piper. Have it. Here. Does he have the kilt? Does he have the kilt? No kilt. I don't see a kilt. Mm. Bundy. Have it. Just bought it. Here's one. Here's an interesting one. Slick. Have it. Wow. And the hat. Valentine. The hat, the hat separates? The hat's oh, not yeah. attached? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful hat. Very gorgeous hat. <laughs> uh, Valentine. Have it. Steel. Have it. Orndorff. Need it. Jake the Snake. Just bought it. With the snake? No, I don't see a snake. Snooka. Just bought it. Mean Gene. Have it. Brudai. Just bought it. Tito Santana. Which one? Purple. I think it's Santana. Need purple. Have Strike Force. Need purple. You, by the way, this you, is this is it's worth being in touch with this guy. He, you've sounds like you've completely lost your mind. He's. <laughs> I've never well, been. Dip, were you alive when most of these were made? No, right. I, I in fact, I may sell my no, Rolex to buy more LJNs. <laughs> you said you could sell your house to buy more LJNs. <laughs> my Rolex. <laughs> Goodbye, Rolex. Hello, beefcake. I understand. <laughs> that sounds. Like- I, I may trade in my Rolex for a boss man and Haku LJN. <laughs> I'm CCing you on this email. Okay. Wow, what a nice guy. But, but thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I, I'm 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 ready and willing to shed out some more raccoons. Right now, I'll talk about it more next week. But right now, I'm really in search of a um of a heart foundation in good condition. I I I. I... A couple years ago, I passed on it, and yeah. it was affordable and in pretty good shape. Yeah, it was fifty bucks, I think, for the pair. Right wow, now, you passed on that. Yeah, well, I don't collect I, them. I just like them, you know. I'm, but Dipperstein sort of making me want to do it. But I have no room. I, I just want to get my Heenan back. Linder gave me Heenan a couple years ago. I want, my, I want to find my Heenan. What happened to it? It's left. It's it's a complex, hiding somewhere. Oh, uh, I need killer bees too. Let me finish my let me finish my thought on AEW. 
you need to w- watch that eight man tag and tell me if you may think, oh, it's a spot fest and it is, but tell me if you think that it is an interesting match. Jack Evans move, move set in that match is like incredible. Okay. From beginning to end, watch the match. It's not this week. It's from last week. Okay. And then let's talk about it. SGG, SGG, are you willing to do that? I am. And let's be clear too. Like AEW, like I said before, when I tune in, they, they lose me. Okay. Well, that's I don't, all, that's I don't understand. I'm here to curate it for you. I don't understand. Yeah, please. This is what we, this is what we need. You, you won't be able to dip. He's, I know. You, you he don't might, think I'm, I know. I'm talking you know about these. Football. You know these. You know these people. He, SGG, I, I mean, SGG, he SGG is like uh, the wrestling version of. I can't make the joke. It's too inappropriate. I, I want to deeply. I'll make it to you guys <laughs> off the air, but I can't say it. But you know what? I'm going to go with it. I, the point is, a crazy person who's willing to do anything. Um, but uh, just real quick, we have to wrap here, actually. But but. Uh, as, uh, Dip, can you get us five minutes? Yeah. Because Dip and I have a thing to do. Okay. Um, Monday Night Raw, Triple H being back. That was something. Loved it. I love him. I'm obsessed with him. I was I'm very, obsessed. I was happy to see it. I was, I was happy to see him. It, it, it felt like something. And it made Randy, the Randy thing feel important again. Did they not ruin it by the end for you guys, though? Which is by doing too much? Yeah. Like they, like they they ran with did, it really hard. Where did Triple H disappear to? And then the Alexa Bliss fireball thing, like it immediately didn't work for me. It like immediately didn't work for me. And then they posted the picture, and the picture shows that the fireball went past his head. Like they could have went with a frame that was a couple of frames before where the fireballs on. Sometimes the there's a, shows that. The, sometimes there's a disconnect, and I don't think social media knows things that they shouldn't show because it it it, it makes things not look as good as it could. Yeah, the, the the picture shows that the fireball goes over his shoulder, like it it reveals that that there's like whatever they're trying to say happened didn't happen, and it didn't look that cool to me in the first place. So I mean. I'm well, with what, you on them. What, what did you like? What did you like from from Raw? SGG, anything? I liked I liked the Randy Orton Triple H thing up until the end. Like I think I think it made sense that that was always a thing that they can go to, right? Randy and Triple H have history. Um, Randy mentioning Stephanie McMahon as the bait is he knows that that's Triple H's red button and he has no problem pushing it. Um, even the street fight, like them going out to do what they got to do, but then. Triple H disappearing with a flaming sledgehammer and then the fireball sort of like if for that to be the lead up to it, I didn't think they needed to sacrifice Triple H for that. They did it all because Drew wasn't there. They, that's why yeah, they but I mean, they could have done they could have done anything else. It could have been Randy Orton. I, I, mean, I didn't watch people again. I didn't see the end. Um, I got to still watch it. I didn't need I didn't need a Drew message on this week right. off. I would have just let him take the week off. Yeah. I know it's I know it's a small thing. But let him have the week off. Um, SGG, do you have just because I, I think, I think, you know, there was a time when we never saw the champions and it was meaningful to see them. Drew McIntyre is like the champion and host of the show. <laughs> you know? He's on too much. He's on too much. SGG, do you have black power rankings today? I do. I do have Shad Gaspar black power rankings. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blickety black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo. Because I'm black and I'm back. What do you got, SGG, in the Shad Gaspard power rankings? 
I told you guys I love this new look on the TNT Championship. That black strap is bringing in at number three on the Black Power Rankings. The actual, <laughs> the actual title. The actual title wow. is coming in at number three. I have never in all my days. Wow. And listen, when they debuted this championship, I was here to tell you that is an ugly belt. They said it was unfinished. I said, okay. Then they redesigned it, did what they had to do, and I was here to tell you it looks better, but that is still an ugly belt. And now they threw a black strap on it, and it was such a simple tweak, but it is it is gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel when I look at the TNT Championship now. It's such a small thing, but it's, it means something to me. So it's coming in at number three on the okay. Black Power Records. In the number two, Apollo Crews, um, who was just this close, like a hair away from becoming its continental champion on on this Friday's edition of SmackDown. And then on Talking Smack, he had an interaction with Paul Heyman that showed that, A, that he does have a vicious streak, that he doesn't have to be the the smiley guy all the time, and that he's probably going to harness that towards going for the Intercontinental Championship. So he's coming in number two for and what he showed one? on Friday. And number one is is the man himself, Shad Gaspard. His 40th birthday was on January 13th. And so... In honor of him and keeping his legacy alive, I felt it was only right wow. that this week be Damn. the week that he is number one on 40, the Shad Gaspard. 40 um, years old. It's crazy because it's Martin Luther King's birthday this weekend. As we're recording, mm-hmm. it's his actual birthday, January 15th. To think that he was 39 years old is just uh, unbelievable. And if you've never spent any time with it, uh, watch the I've, been, I've Gone to the Mountaintop speech. It is truly Everyone want, everyone knows I have a dream by heart. This is not the year where I feel like hearing <laughs> I don't it. think people know I have a dream by heart, which is crazy. But you know they just saying. know that part. Yeah. But it, it the I have a dream this year, it feels a little tough to swallow. The the dream doesn't feel feel too alive right now. The mountaintop is the thing to listen to this year. That is the the king speech. That will really the when he says, All we want you to do is stick to what you said on the paper. Mm-hmm. that's a full incredible and i'm not even gonna call it a bar because that's disrespectful to dr king it's beyond that um rosenberg beats at gmail.com we look forward to hearing all your ideas and thoughts about the future of cheap heat dipperstein is hard at work on it right now don't you worry ladies and gentlemen <laughs> dip you got big plans you're working on calls galore I, literally as we speak see yeah all right everyone stay mage take it easy too hey stay oh, mage yeah. Wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.